Welcome back, everybody, to the second edition of the Game On Fantasy Podcast. My name is Tyler Grisigorik, and I am joined by Gage Bridgeford, and we are here to break down week two of the NFL season for all of your fantasy needs. How are we doing, everybody? Uh, uh, as we said, or as Tyler said, we are back. Uh, week one went so well uh, that we figured we'd come and annoy you guys again for another hour or so uh, and give you some quality fantasy advice. Tyler, how are you doing today, man? I'm great, man. It, the week has been kind of dragging because... I don't want to do my actual work. I just want to do all my fantasy football stuff and, and, and watch football. So it's kind of in that way work kind of drags. But at the same time, I'm just so excited for football to be here. And we're in week two. We have a lot to talk about from week one. There was a lot of fantasy relevant information coming out of week one and now the week, week leading up to week two. Yeah, there's been a ton of information. There's been um, obviously it's peak overreaction season. I've seen all. I've seen crazy trades go down. I've seen crazy drops, like players getting dropped for no reason and just for and they shouldn't be. And I took advantage and I picked up those players. So um, who's been your yeah, number one waiver pickup of the week? It was Traquan Smith this week for me. Um, Traquan Smith was my number one guy. Michael Thomas was out. Uh, I love his uh, big play upside. Uh, I won a. I, I'm not trying to brag but like i was i won a lot of leagues so i didn't get like top priority and i'm in a lot of really big leagues this year so so there's not a ton of like um like those peak like those peak guys that are available i did go get frank gore in a few leagues because i had shares of Le'Veon bell and Le'Veon bell is out so frank gore i felt was a quality ad for his like five points that he's going to give me and i will just have to suffer through that yeah, unfortunately, waiver, waiver pickups has never really been my strong suit because 90% of my leagues are dynasty. and so, I had that same issue, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, uh, when I talk about waiver pickups, I'm looking at it from a dynasty perspective. Benny Snell was easily the number one target this week. Uh, whenever you get a chance, regardless of who that running back is, whenever you get a chance at a guy who's going to be taking the number one running back carries or could be taking number one running back carries, you take it and you try to add them to your roster – uh, and so I tried to do that. I did not get him because I, too, was lower in my waiver priorities. So it really just did not work in my favor. I didn't really get anybody this week. I think my most prominent waiver ad was in a super deep, super flex league. I added Tim Boyle. So <laughs> there you that, go. For, for reference um, about Benny Snell, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, uh, Pittsburgh, obviously, puts on like a celeb league. It's got like Zach Efron, Tim the Tatman Ninja, for those of you that know uh, streamers and like just all sorts of big big name people he dropped and somebody and picked up Benny Snell this week in his in his fantasy league. So take that with a grain of salt, but know that there's a guy that's definitely got inside information who went and actively grabbed Benny Snell this week. So And we'll talk about Juju who had a great week one. Uh, uh, there's actually there's so much. We should probably just start jumping into it here. Uh, we won't cover the Thursday matchup, um, but how about you throw your prediction down on the podcast so it's you know out there in, in, in the history books, and then we can kind of talk about it on Sunday. Cleveland wins. Um, they're favored by six uh, at home against uh, the Bengals. It's 44.5 over. Uh, I would take Cleveland to win, and I would also take the under in this, And I but then I would take Cincy to cover. Um, I think that this game is going to be really low scoring. Um, I have a lot of player prop unders this week. Like I think Joe Burrow's passing yards was 237.5 and, a half and uh, Baker's was 240.5. I took the under on both of those. Both of these teams want to run the ball. Zach Taylor's not ready to hand the reins over to Joe Burrow yet, as we saw last week. Baker had 39 pass attempts and still only had 189 passing yards. I think that he hooks up with OBJ tonight for a big play or two. But I think that they get a lead, and then they ride Nick Chubb all 
night uh, and just let him churn out yards because once you get past that front line of Cincinnati, it gets real weak. That linebacking group is young. There's some talent there, but it's a really young group. So I'm taking Cleveland uh, there. Cincy to cover, taking the under, though. Uh, just I don't think that there's a lot of offense to be had here. I just don't think these offenses are very good right now. No, I I think it's an interesting game, and I, the over under and the the money line itself they warrant a lot of discussion. I don't think Cleveland wins by six if if it, if they win at all. Uh, I do have them picked to win tonight in my my pick them that I do, but I I think it's I think I like Cincinnati overall, uh, just in in the sense of I think that they cover that that negative six. We'll call it negative six for Cleveland. Um, and then they, I do think that the over under, I think they hit that as well. I think that that's going to be a slight over there. So I don't mind playing, I don't mind playing pieces from this game. I do think OBJ, like, I feel like we've been talking about this for forever, but I feel like OBJ finally does kind of get some production tonight. Um, if he's not going to do it against Cincinnati, oh boy, we really need to He saw talking. 10 targets on Sunday. Like, it's not I, like he didn't get work. He had 10 targets. Right. Like, he it, got the workload. It's just... Him and Baker didn't connect. And against one of the top, what, six, seven defenses in the league, yeah. especially secondary-wise, that's going to happen. If you if you got OBJ matched up against Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, you're not going to have a, a, an elite game. Like, yeah, he, you, expect, you hope for that because you probably drafted him to be your wide receiver two, most likely, unless you, like, went double running back and then got him as your wide receiver one. But it's a bad matchup for him. The Ravens are a good defense. They get pressure. They flustered Baker. Some mistakes happen. They just didn't connect. He's still a really talented player. I think I have him ranked as a top 10 receiver this week. And if not top 10, it's, he's pretty close. He's in my top 15, I think. He's right there. Uh, and we'll talk about that Ravens defense, too, against that Houston Texans offense here in a little bit. Um, my, formal predi- my formal prediction for the night, I do think that the Bengals cover that, that six-point uh, six favorite for the Browns. So less than six-point victory for the Browns tonight is what I think we see. And I do think OBJ kind of gets back into the conversation of, is he a wide receiver one again? Because it's been too long. Uh, But at some point, we do have to stop making excuses. But let's move on. Bears-Giants, we're going to dive right into it. It's our first matchup of the week. Bears-Giants, what are you doing? Uh, So we got an over-under 42, so expecting a lot of defense in this game. And then a a five-and-a-half-point favorite is Chicago. Um, for those of you betting, uh, I would take Chicago to cover that because I don't think the Giants are that good. I think their offensive line is really suspect, and I think they're going to get exposed. Um, for those of you that didn't see, Pittsburgh was the number one pass rush win rate team from week one. They won like 60% of their pass rushes, um, which that's really good. Uh, I think that while the Bears don't have quite the pass rush group that um, – Pittsburgh does. I think that they can blitz really well, and I think they, they can get after Daniel Jones and make force him to make some mistakes. Um, I, in terms of who I'm starting, I am starting Montgomery. It's hard, I know, because he's struggled, but if he gets volume, he's a good piece. I saw if somebody gets, equate David Montgomery to vegetables today, something you need, but... <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Jake Trowbridge yes, who tweeted that. You. If you guys don't follow uh, Jake Trowbridge, definitely go follow him. He's a great guy, a uh, great fantasy analyst in his own right. Um, but you, I, you got to start David Montgomery this week because the only good part of Detroit or of the Giants' defense is their tanks up front. Like they got tanks, but like they added Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez is overpaid. He's we know a, who Blake Martinez is. He's a great tackler, but that's that's about it. 
And that secondary is suspect at best with all of the injuries and then players um, having to steal things, even though they have more money and they know what to do with their secondary is just a shadow, a ghost. There's no one there. So I like Montgomery. Um, I'm starting a Rob, like Allen Robinson. There was some rumors that like, I didn't know what was, we didn't know what was going to happen with him because of the whole contract negotiation, but he said he's going to play. He had a good talk with Nagy. So that's awesome. Um, I feel confident starting Anthony Miller this week as well. Uh, and honestly, in deeper leagues, Jimmy Graham's not the worst option this week in terms Golly. of like. Don't get me started. I know, I, okay, so I know you're like, don't start Jimmy Graham. He's been terrible. No. I, we, I know. I was there with him. But Jimmy Graham saw a lot of targets last week. And he was, he had one where if he just times his jump better, he's got probably a 20-yard gain. And he had another one where he dropped the touchdown. If he catches the ball, he's he, all he has to do is fall over to his left, and it's a touchdown. He saw, let me get the exact number, seven targets out last week. That was second on the team behind Allen Robinson. He had three catches for 25 yards and a touchdown, so he almost got two touchdowns on the day. He almost got two touchdowns on the day. Well, I feel like you just described his time in Green Bay. You know, hey, the targets are there. He's not catching the ball. And it's really funny you bring this up because <laughs> I'm actually starting him in our Pack-A-Day League. I had to. I had Blake Jarwin, who unfortunately had the torn Achilles, so I had to I go had to the Blake waiver Jarwin wire. A lot. Yeah, I had Blake Jarwin a lot this week, so, so I had to go I to guess. the waiver wire, and it felt really gross. But I was like, man, I don't mind Jimmy Graham this week, so I'll be streaming tight ends in that league all year long. Uh, it is a redraft, so the one like one of the few redrafts I do have, and so I'll be able to give you streaming tight ends all year long. Um, but basically, yeah, Jimmy Graham's a fine play this week as well. Uh, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually looking to play Mitch Trubisky in superflex formats this week. I, I know I, it's almost. Uh, I love but the move. That is the that is the trub god. I love the move. Play him. Yes, I, I think he's in superflex. One quarterback, probably not because it's Trubisky. But I don't know. I might play him anyway. But the Bears, Giants are bad. The Bears' offensive pieces this week, I like pretty much all of them. Uh, the Giants, I don't like a lot of them at all. And uh, maybe Saquon again and Slayton. Probably the only two I'm starting out of the entire Giants' offense. I'm starting them confidently. What about Evan Engram? I'm starting game. him because I have to, not because I want to. Fair enough. I have no shares of Evan Engram. Um, I am a big proponent of waiting on tight end. Uh, I always, I just always have been, unless like, I get really good value. Like last year in the Pack-A-Day League, I got Travis Kelsey in the third. And that was after drafting CMC and Dalvin Cook. So that was just dumb good value for me. Like Evan Engram had seven targets the other night. That was tied for th- or tied for third effectively because Slate and Barkley both had nine. Um, I didn't draft Evan Engram just because like you had to pay way up for him. I, I would start him if I have him. Um, I think that the bears like in their secondary, like Eddie Jackson's really good, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be the one matched up against, uh, Engram. So I would feel confident starting him this week just because he's going to get, he, he's going to get targets and he's going to have better games. Like that was his first game in what a, a nearly a year it seems because he missed nearly all of last season so i would feel confident starting engram now that he's got some rust knocked off um and i think that he can take advantage against uh some of the bears linebackers because the bears linebackers uh they have some athletes but they're not necessarily good coverage guys so we got roquan I kinda, yeah but roquan hasn't been as advertised like the whole, the goal when you gra- when they drafted roquan was he was going to be the next Keekly or the next Bobby Wagner, the next Le- Levante David. And he hasn't been that. He's been quality, but he's not been this shut down eliminator guy that they hoped he would be. So, 
Yeah, Engram, Barkley, Slayton, maybe Sterling Shepard in deeper leagues. And also, I wanted to mention Tariq Cohen. Uh, if you're in PPR leagues that are like a little bit deeper, I have super flex worthy. Super flex worthy. Oh, I meant Tariq like Cohen? super flex worthy. Like great. Like it's a great flex. Player. Okay, there you go. I was like, <laughs> like what? Like because he got seven carries for 41 yards last week. Um, he had two catches for only six yards, which isn't great, uh, but. He does he does get volume. He's always used in this offense. So Cohen in a deeper league, uh, he's a good flex option. I think Cohen's a fine flex option in anything up to twelve team uh, or twelve team and deeper. Ten, yeah, twelve team and deeper. So ten team, you're probably going to have better options on your bench. If you don't, I mean, he's still a fine play there as well. So let's move on to game number two, though. Eagles Rams. Uh, this is actually one of the games I'm most forward to seeing. Looking most forward to seeing this weekend. Um, not sure who the Rams are. Not sure who the Eagles are yet in this young 2020 season. Uh, Carson Wentz, I'm kind of I'm kind of hesitant playing him this week. I don't like his matchup against Aaron Donald and Jalen and Jalen Ramsey. Excuse me. Um, I don't like a lot of the Eagles pieces outside of Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, uh, who you can play. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are both still probably top 10 tight end plays this week. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on the Eagles offense, Rams defense? Um, in terms of the Eagles offense I'm definitely not starting Carson Wentz this week unless I have to um I didn't like so here's my main issue with this Eagles team what is their offensive line and specifically their interior offensive line Aaron Donald is going to feast against against Dallas he was a man amongst boys he picked up and threw Ezekiel Elliott into Dak Prescott (laughs) Zeke is not a small man and he picked him up and threw him um, so I think Aaron Donald's gonna have a really big game. The over/under on this game is 45 and a half, and Philly's favored by one. I am taking the money line Rams on this game because I think the Rams are going to win this game outright because I think they're gonna do enough to slow down this Eagles offense. And we saw last week uh, the Eagles get shut down because Washington's strength is their pass rush, and they were able to shut down and neutralize Wentz as a result. You're starting Ertz. You're starting Goddard. Um, I think Sanders is going to play. He practiced the last couple of days, so I think he's active. Uh, like, he's going to play, and I think you almost have to play him, depending on your other options. I don't love the matchup, but um, I think he can take advantage of the Rams' uh, linebacking group, which isn't the greatest athletes. Uh, I don't, I'm not starting any of the receivers. Uh, Jeffrey, or no, Jeffrey's not playing, but Deshaun. Rager, I'm not starting him unless I have to. Like, I think I have Rager that I have to start in one league just because of injuries to guys like Godwin, uh, Kenny G, who we'll get to uh, a little bit later. So I'm not starting any of the receivers. I'm starting Sanders if I – I'm starting Sanders, honestly, in a lot of leagues just because, like, I think he gets PPR value. And with all of the receiver trouble, I think he gets some dump downs and just pure volume in PPR formats is going to be monstrous. So that's where I'm at with the offense. Moving over to the Rams, um, I'm starting Jared Goff with confidence this week. Uh, What I saw last week watching that game uh, was Goff, they're getting the ball out of his hands quickly, which is great because you get the ball in the hands of guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds even. uh, They're all good athletes after the catch. Um, I don't. Like, the only part of this Eagles defense that scares you is the front and then Darius Slay. And I'm not – and Darius Slay is going to stay on the outside. He won't go in the slot. So whether it's Cooper Cup or Robert Woods in there, he can hit either one of those guys. 
Um, I'm not really in love with the running backs. Like Malcolm Brown is an interesting flex option. Uh, Cam Akers, if you're in a really, really deep league, he had 14 carries last week, but he was super inefficient with them. And this Philly defensive line is really good. Like they held Peyton Barber to 29 yards on 17 carries. This dude averaged 1.7 yards per carry. That's just Peyton Barber though, too, to be fair. That is, that is, but you also have to factor in that offensive line was not what it used to be because of Trent Williams departure and just everything else. This, this Rams offensive line seems better than last year. But it's also they were playing Dallas, and Dallas doesn't have a great defensive line, especially after the injury to uh, Gerald McCoy, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I knew they had added like four different old school. I mean, they still had Dallas. Everson Griffin. They still had Demarcus Lawrence, but it's still. I mean, Alden Smith was there. He played well, actually. Alden Smith, props to you. He played a fantastic game. From what I especially saw. after not playing for five years. <laughs> so, yeah. in terms of, like, who I'm playing, I'm playing Goff. I'm playing Cup. I'm playing Woods. Uh, you probably have to play Higby just because of what you likely drafted or, like, you. invested in him. Uh, and then in probably 12-team or deeper leagues, I'm comfortable with Malcolm Brown as a flex option, but I'm not in love with it. Akers and Henderson I'm leaving on the bench. I just – you, I can't trust them to, like – this could be the Acres breakout game. It absolutely could, but I'm not going to risk my week on a breakout game. I, w- I will be willing to have egg on my face and let him blow up, and I'll play him next week. I, I very much operate under the same mentality when I'm building my lineups. Like, great. You think this guy's going to break out this week? He hasn't done it yet. I'm not, I'm not going to risk my week, like you said, on, on the fact that I think he's going to break out. Cause it's, unless there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that suggests that he's going to, which at this point there's really not for Cam Akers. Other than the fact that he might get touches, like okay, now let, let me give this quick example. Jonathan Taylor, there is a case to be made that Jonathan Taylor is going to have a good week. Marlon Mack is out; he's behind a good offensive line against a defense that's not very good. Jonathan Taylor has a path to be good this week. And when Mack went out, he got a, he got carry after carry after carry. So there, and he got catches. Yes. So if if Malcolm Brown was out, yeah, start Cam Akers. Here's the thing: Malcolm Brown's not out. Leave Cam Akers on your bench. If you, if Cam Akers goes off for 20 points, come find me on Twitter at GBridge for the NFL and yell at me <laughs> for telling you not to play him. Okay? Agreed. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. So uh, on the Rams side of the ball, I am also starting Goff. I think you're starting Cup. Uh, you're starting Woods. You're starting Higby, even though I don't want to. Uh, and then, yeah, I think, I think I agree with your assessment of Malcolm Brown as a flexible option, but nothing that I'm not like, not seeking to get him into my lineup. So, yeah. Um, but if I need to put him in the flex, I'm okay with that. So moving on, Cowboys Falcons, another game I'm super excited to watch this weekend. Um, Cowboys were a little bit disappointing last week, um, just just a little bit. I mean, the offense was still doing stuff. Ezekiel Elliott was still Ezekiel Elliott. Um, actually, he looked like a reborn Ezekiel Elliott, if I'm being honest. And then Zeke had a great week last week. Yeah. So it, Falcons, not so much. That. They still put up a ton of yards. They did what the Falcons do. They put up a ton of yards, didn't score enough points to win. So what are we doing with Cowboys-Falcons? I think you're starting, you're starting Dak, you're starting Gallup, you're starting Lamb in, in deeper formats. Um, you're starting uh, Cooper, Cooper easily. There you go. Sorry, I was, like, I was like, don't ignore the guy that was the wide receiver <laughs> one from them last week. Uh, you're, starting, you're starting Ezekiel Elliott, obviously. So the tight end position, Dalton Schultz is your guy. If you absolutely need a starting, starting tight end to throw in your lineup, Dalton Schultz is the guy. However, I would not expect much. When he got limited reps last week, it just did not look good. Maybe that changes with a full week of practice with the ones. 
but I don't know. I don't have any confidence in playing him at all this week. Um, Falcons side of the ball, you're starting everybody as well. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Russell Gage again in deeper formats. Um, you're starting Hayden Hurst uh, with, the, with the injury to Leighton Vander Ash. That leaves Jalen Smith as the lone good linebacker there. Um, I think uh, for Packers reference here, uh, what's his name? Joe, oh my gosh, Joe Thomas, is that his name? The, the, the linebacker? So yes. he, he's starting for the Cowboys, FYI. So you're, that's what you're looking at. And so I think you can start Hayden Hurst as well, Todd Gurley easily as well. Uh, there's a lot of pieces I like in this game. Over under a 53 and a half. Uh, okay, so over under 53.5, take the over on this game. Dallas is favored by 4.5. Take that. Uh, I think that Dallas is a better team than Atlanta. Um, like Tyler said, you're starting you're starting your studs. Um, you're starting Dak. You're starting Matt Ryan. You're starting both running backs. You're going to start all you're going to start both like both of the top two receivers on each team and if you're in deeper leagues I prefer CD Lamb to Russell Gage uh but it's not like they're it's not like they're super different from each other like if one is wide receiver 38 the other one's like wide receiver 40 so they're pretty close to each other um I'm starting Hayden Hurst I really don't want to start Dalton Schultz if I don't have to I do have to in one specific league which is a tight end premium league where people were drafting tight like three tight ends in the first round. It was, it was brutal. Um, so don't start Dalton Schultz if you don't have to. Similar to Akers, like if he blows up this week, then so be it. But don't like don't force him in your lineup unless you have to. Like for me, it's a Jarwin injury is why I'm starting Dalton Schultz. Um, other than that, like this game is just going to be fantasy gold, kind of like how the Atlanta game was last week. You started everybody and everybody got your points. I think that's going to happen again. I think the over should hit with ease. Um, and I think that this is where that Cowboys offense really gets going. I think that they cook these young corners. Um, I think Amari Cooper has another solid game. Amari Cooper really had a really, really good game last week. I was really, really happy to see that. Um, CeeDee Lamb showed off some explosiveness. He might uh, have a bigger game. And then Michael Gallup, I think that this is the game where he has a big week. The Falcons outside corners are not great, especially with Robert Alford and uh, Desmond Trufant now gone. So I have a lot of confidence in just starting any fantasy player I have in this game other than the defenses. Other than the defenses. And just a quick note on Michael Gallup. He did cook Jalen Ramsey in that final play. It was not offensive pass interference, and I will die by that. So It was not offensive pass interference, but I, I get it. I, I get, I get why it too, but it was not. And Ramsey I, sold it well, but... Like, I get it. I get why the call was made. I don't agree with the call, but I understand it. Like, he did have some extension there. It wasn't like he double hand shoved off, created three yards of separation. So I get why the call was made. So the point of my statement here, though, is you give him those, what is it, four points, you know. Yeah, 47 yards. So five points, we'll say, with with half point PPR, it's 5.2 points. That puts him in wide receiver two territory for the week. So it, it was... He was one big play away from really being not like what? Why are we even talking about Michael Gallup? So because I think I played him in one league and he got me like eight points or something like that. So it's Gallup is going to be Gallup. He didn't have the best best week one, but not everybody's going to put up 10, 15 points a week. That's why Michael Thomas is as valued the way he is because he's the only one of the only guys that can do that every single week. Edelman is up there probably too in terms of uh, consistent values. But let's move on to Buccaneers Panthers. This is a really interesting money line. Tampa Bay at negative nine. 
Um, I keep calling it negative. I'm just going to say Tampa Bay favored by nine. So, Tampa Bay favored by nine, uh, Buccaneers, Panthers. I actually like the Panthers in this game, too. I think this game gets out of control really quickly. Uh, I think Brady is out for blood after last week. I think he's going to be mad. And so, I feel like the Bucs are going to put up a lot of points, even without Chris Godwin, who it looks like is not going to play this week. Um, and a healthy Mike Evans. And so, I think that the Buccaneers are a smash on all fronts. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette in deeper formats. Um... Pick your tight end, probably O.J. Howard over Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Mike Evans. You're good to go. Even on the Panthers' side, I like Teddy Bridgewater this week in, in super flex formats. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on Buccaneers-Panthers. Uh, it's a divisional matchup, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we have to talk about the Chris Godwin injury. Uh, he was diagnosed with a concussion, um, not participating in practice. Uh, there was a rumor that came out today that he could miss multiple weeks. Um, I don't know if that was confirmed or just something that somebody put out into the ether, uh, and it got circulated around fantasy Twitter very, very quickly today, um, which would really, really suck. Uh, he, because he is such a good pairing with, uh, with Brady, with his ability to work close to the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, wasn't able to practice second consecutive day. Um, if he doesn't suit up Scotty Miller, uh, especially if you do DFS lineups, um, Scotty Miller is going to be a great DFS option. Uh, the Panthers secondary is not good to say the least. Um, you're starting Brady. You're st- I have him as QB 13 on the week, but that's just because I have a lot of guys, uh, that I really like this week. Um, you're starting Mike Evans, obviously you're starting Ronald Jones, Fournette deeper leagues, but I'm not really in love with starting Fournette this week. He only had like five carries last week. And I think they went for five yards for reference. Brady had more yards on the ground last week and Fournette did. So it's never a good thing. Yeah, no. Uh Brady had three carries for nine yards. Fournette had five carries for five yards. So and Scotty Miller had one carry for six yards. So just take it for what you will. I'm not really in love with starting Fournette this week. I have him ranked quite low as a result. Uh Godwin, OJ Howard would be the tight end I would prefer. He only he got six targets last week and he got a touchdown. I love it. I wish I would have got it would wish he would have done that last year where I had like seven shares of him at like across multiple leagues uh, on the other side of the ball you're starting bridgewater and superflex obviously you're starting cmc he's a consensus rb1 i think he's like rb2 for me this week um but like it's not like he's it's not like he's out there uh you're starting uh you're starting dj Moore with confidence uh robbie anderson gives you a lot of value in uh standard leagues because of his big playability uh they all got nine targets last week him curtis samuel and uh DJ Moore all had nine targets, which I love that. I love that it, their offense is predictable in that you know who they're targeting. So that's awesome. Um, unfortunately, Ian Thomas cannot be started at this time. You just This offense didn't seem to really use him last week, which is unfortunate because I have a few shares of Ian Thomas strewn throughout my uh, fantasy leagues. So, um, yeah, you're starting similar to that last game that we talked about between Falcons and Cowboys. You're starting everybody. Like, outside of the tight ends, you're starting everyone that you have. All right, and now we're going to start getting into some matchups where you're not going to start everybody. <laughs> so let's start with the Jets 49ers. Um, starting on my Niners, starting none of my Jets. So let's talk about the 49ers wide receiver situation, though, because that's really what everybody wants to know. In The leaders in the clubhouse right now are probably Kendrick Bourne, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk, Dante Pettis, uh, Mohamed Sanu. I was going to um, say Mo Sanu, man. Um but, I mean, how much are we realistically expecting from him week one? 
How much are we expecting from Brandon? Ayuk week one. Are we still waiting for the Dante Pettis breakout? So what are we doing with the Niners wide receivers? Um, well, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping Kittle is active. Because Kittle is injured, um, not healthy, like uh, dealing with that lower dealing with that leg injury. Um, I'm pulling up his practice reports right now. Uh, questionable for week two. Um, and he's not expected to practice at all this week, so he's going to be a game-time decision. Luckily, he's in that early game. If he doesn't play, uh, who do you prefer, Jordan Reed or um, who's, the, who's the other one? Ross Dwelly, I think. Yes, Ross Dwelly. Who do you prefer, Jordan Reed or Ross Dwelly? Reed. Jordan Reed. I was, I was going to say Ross Dwelly last year when he filled in, for, uh, filled in for him. He's pretty good. He did, but I think Jordan Reed was brought in for that reason. Jordan Reed was brought in. Just in case, I, I think it would be a dichotomy of sorts. I think you're going to get, because uh, Kittle normally does it all, but if, if he's injured, I think you're going to bring in Dwelly for more of the blocking and Reed for more of the receiving work, and I think that's really how they kind of streamline the offense from, from that point forward. So uh, I like Jordan Reed for fantasy, for fantasy purposes. Okay, so Jordan Reed, uh, if Kittle doesn't go, if Kittle goes, you're starting him, duh. Um, you're starting Raheem Mostert, even though the strength of the Jets' defense is their rushing defense? That's I think you're matter. still starting. Yeah. You're still starting Raheem Mostert. Uh, he just gets so much volume, and especially with the struggles that Jimmy G had last week. Like Jimmy G had 259 yards and two touchdowns, but that's real deceptive. He had one. He had one catch that went to Kyle Uzcheck for 41 yards. Uzcheck caught one ball for 41 yards, and then Raheem Mostert had four catches for 95 yards. Really good, right? Until you factor in he had one catch for 76 yards. Yeah. So then he had three catches for 19 yards. So. Take away those 111 yards or whatever it is, and Jimmy G's day is now 17 for 31 for like 140 yards. It's not good. So I'm not starting. So I'm not in love with Jimmy G this week. Like I like him in Superflex last week, and he did well. But uh, I'm not banking on big plays. I'm starting Raheem Mostert. Uh, You're starting Kittle. Uh, I like Bourne more in DFS than I do in actual leagues. Most new, I'm not worrying about. Uh, I think that they're going to try and run the ball because they're going to get up big. This could be a game where, like, we all remember the NFC Championship game where Jimmy G had eight passing attempts. I could see that again. <laughs> I think that they could get out in front of the Jets early and then just boat race them. The, now you got to factor in the Niners' defense is beat up. Uh, Kello Witherspoon's injured. R- Richard Sherman went on IR, so he's going to be out for at least three weeks. There's just a lot of injuries all over the place on that 49ers defense. Uh, you're still not starting Darnold because this offensive line is terrible. And Gase uh, is not, just as bad. Yeah, Gase is bad. I'm not starting Frank Gore. Uh, well, actually, that's a lie. I'm starting Frank Gore in a couple places because I have to. How about to say? You probably don't have much of a choice. I, I mean, don't have a choice. That's the only reason I'm starting him. Similar to Dalton Schultz. I'm not starting him because I want to. I'm starting him because I have to. Uh, and that just is a note get better depth on your team so you don't have to start Frank Gore. Uh, in terms of receivers, uh, not starting anybody. Chris Herndon, though, is an interesting option. Even with, with Warner the, and Greenlaw? Well, so I'm factoring it more into volume than anything else because mm. you take into account, uh, like, Brashad Perriman, I'm pretty sure, is out. Uh, Denzel Mims is on IR. Crowder's uh, in with an injury. Crowder is injured. Who's the so wide receiver think, one in New York now? Uh, I don't I don't know. Let's go to the Jets. Let's go to the Jets roster real quick. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. <laughs> when if, we were planning for this, I did not think him. of this. This is oh, wow. I didn't realize how many uh, injuries they had at the wide receiver position. Yeah, no, they got all sorts of wide receiver injuries. Like Chris Hogan. Pre- 
Chris Hogan. Yes, former lacrosse legend Chris Hogan. And then Kalen Bellage was added this week. Yep, and then Braxton Berrios could get in there. Okay, bottom line, you're not starting any of these Jets wide receivers. <laughs> the only – like, I would feel confident enough starting – actually, I am starting Chris Hernan against you. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. You do that, and I'll start. It was, okay, well, I had Noah Fant at, against Pittsburgh. So, like, I can only I, – I had to make a concession, and I might change it. I don't know. But Chris Herndon, I have some confidence in this week just because the 49ers are really beat up, and but the Jets are more beat up. Darnold has to throw the ball to somebody. No, I'm just avoiding it. I just don't want to touch the offense. I'm good. Even I'm, I understand what you're trying to say about Chris Herndon. I'm just not touching the offense. So um, even even though the Niners are beat up, they're still loads better than that Jets offense. And Herndon honestly, had game- seven targets last week, and he caught six of them. He only had 37 yards, which is not good, but he caught seven balls. Uh, or he caught six balls. I whatever. think this is an over-under that hits. I think it, I think the under could hit on this. I think that the game script gets out of control early. I just don't I don't like it at all. Um, I'll take I'll take San Francisco to cover. You know who you're starting from this game. It's like the running back. for you, You're starting Mostert, and you're yeah. starting Kittle, and then I'm not really interested in starting anybody else. Tyler might say differently in deeper leagues you might start born uh i don't i'm not gonna mess with pettis i just i can't trust him i just don't know what this wide receiver group is gonna look like right now because it's such a mess so i want to see what yeah. it looks like maybe against a not so good defense against the pass we'll get an actual idea of what they plan to do uh yeah. with, the, with the wide receivers but uh, i'm not starting Ayuk. i don't know what he looks like yet um not starting sanu don't know what he looks like yet kendrick Bourne is the only one i have any confidence starting if i have to so uh, that's probably what I would do is just avoid the entire game altogether outside the few guys we talked about. So Steelers, Broncos, uh, this is an even lower over-under, which I don't agree with. I think I'm taking the over on this, 40.5. Pittsburgh is favored by 7.5 points right now. Um, I do like Pittsburgh in this game, but I, I just have this, this, this gut feeling that the Broncos are going to be able to put up some points. And um, I don't know if it's going to be a pretty game. I don't know if – I don't think that's the case at all. Like – I don't like a lot of the Broncos' offensive pieces, but I think they're going to keep this game close, and I think the Steelers are going to have to put up points in order to win this game, um, which they did against the Giants, um, which we have already talked about is not that big of a feat. However, uh, I like the Steelers in this game. I like Big Ben. I like Deontay if he plays. Uh, I like Juju a lot this week. Um, tight end is kind of a crapshoot with between McDonald and Ebron. I think you're hoping for touchdowns for Ebron. Uh you say it's a crapshoot? Did Vance McDonald play last week? He did. Um, the point is they're kind of splitting snaps for the most part. It's just that Ebron's got the best opportunity to make fantasy points happen. So, gotcha. I don't know. I'm just uh, running back. I don't know what to do either. It depends on James Conner. Then, yeah, I'm starting Benny Snell. But uh, it's definitely – there's a lot of question marks surrounding this game for me. Um, one thing to touch on real quick, Philip Lindsay probably not going to play in this game with turf toe. But I don't think it's going to be the Melvin Gordon show. I think it's just going to go from Lindsey Gordon to Gordon Freeman. Um, Noah Fant, you talked about it, is not necessarily a sexy tight end play this week. Wide receiver, maybe I'm playing Cortland Sutton if he's playing with confidence. Jerry Judy, I think you can play with confidence. Drew Locke seemed to really like Jerry Judy, and they had a good connection. Um, that's about it, though. I think that's it, right? I mean, maybe, maybe play the defenses this week in this game, but I, I don't know. Defenses wouldn't be the worst option this week. I would feel more confident in the Pittsburgh defense than the Denver defense, just yes. because Denver's without A.J. Bouye. Uh, Von Miller, man, it sucks that Von Miller's missing more time. Um, 
And the Steelers have a better defensive line, uh, and the Broncos just have a rough offensive line. Like, And plus, I think Garrett Bowles is dealing with an injury of his own. Let's see. Yeah, elbow injury. He was limited participant in practice the past two days. Um, yeah, I like starting I like starting Joey Judy this week. Um, I also like starting Cortland Sutton. If Cortland Sutton's active, I'm starting him. Uh, I'm starting Jerry Judy, uh, especially in PPR formats, because like you said, uh, Drew Locke did seem to like going to Judy, which is great. Uh, it's exactly what he needs. He's not going to be your big play guy like Ruggs uh, or CD, for that matter. He's going to be your volume guy. He had he caught four of his eight targets. You'd like to see him improve that, and I think he can do that. His shiftiness is incredible. Um, yeah, Noah Fant doesn't have a great matchup this week. If you have a better option, I would go with it, but I'm not I'm not in love with him just week this week just because – he could take. He could see his uh, target share dip if Cortland Sutton comes back. Melon Gordon, I'm not starting him because I didn't draft him because I didn't know how this backfield was going to shake out. Him having eight more carries than Philip Lindsay kind of shocked me. If I'm going to be honest with you, I I didn't see it shaking out that way. I saw them being closer, like maybe 10, 10, 12, 10, something like that. And, yeah, I agree. I think Royce Freeman picks up the workload this week. I think that he just takes those Phillips Lindsay carries and runs with them. Uh, sorry for the bad pun. And then on the Pittsburgh side, you're starting Juju. You're star- I'm starting Ben this week. Uh, you're starting uh, Deontay Johnson if he's healthy. Uh, Chase Claypool in really, really, really deep leagues. Yeah, really deep leagues. Um, I actually like him more than James Washington. Uh, tight 100%. ends, yeah. Don't Tight don't ends. fall victim to the James Washington facade. It's he got a touchdown, man. That means he's the he's higher up. So it's kidding. preseason all I'm over kidding. again. Preseason I'm all kidding. over again. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, and then Benny Snell is who I'm starting if James Conner's out. James Conner's out. I'm starting him. If James Conner's active, I'm not going to mess with either of them because uh, Conner looked rough last week. It was bad. It was not good. Like even before he, he got injured, it was not a good look for him. Um, and then tight end, yeah, I didn't realize how close they were in snap. It was 40 snaps for Eric Ebron, 38 for uh, Vance McDonald. So they were basically a near identical split last week. Also, quick rapid update: Nick Chubb four carries, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Did you see You'll that love touchdown? To see it. That was a touchdown. No, of I didn't right see there. The he uh, he shed like three or four tackles on his way uh, into the end zone. Love it was pretty. So. Love to see it. Hopefully you started Nick Chubb this week. Good for you guys. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have Titans at home hosting the Jaguars. Total for the game, 44 points. Tennessee favored by eight. That's a big line for a team that tends to run the ball a lot. And barely uh, won starting, last week. Yeah, well, they should have won by more. Steven Goskowski. That's fair, but tried still. To throw, just, yeah, he, he, was, he had definitely had the under. He definitely uh, took... <laughs> the Denver Broncos to cover. So uh, in starting with Tennessee, you are starting Derrick Henry, obviously. Um, obviously. If A.J. Brown plays, which that's a big that's a big if right now. Uh, he is he didn't practice today. He's dealing with a bone bruise. If he doesn't play, you're starting Corey Davis. Easily. It's time. I actually just you're traded starting, Corey Davis in Dynasty. I love I, the move. <laughs> I you're felt starting the hype. Corey Davis. I love it. Fall for the hype. The guy had a lot of targets last week. It wasn't like he had a fluke game where he just caught like one or two bit of balls for big gains. He got looked at a lot. Yes, he did. Um, I'm starting him. This Jacksonville defense has got C.J. Henderson on it, but I'm not in love. I'm still I'm still starting Corey Davis regardless, just because he'll have volume. 
Um, Adam Humphreys, if uh, A.J. Brown's out, I love Adam Humphreys this week in PPR formats. Not so much in standard, but in PPR. Uh, and then Jonu Smith is always an interesting tight end option. He's got good athleticism. He saw seven targets last week, which is tied for second on the team with Adam Humphreys. Um, he had a touchdown last week, so his value was a little tied to touchdowns, which you're not in love with, but I don't mind Jonu Smith. What do you think about this Tennessee offense? Yeah, you know, Adam Humphreys is a great, like, deep bench add. A guy that you're like, man, I, really need, I just really need to throw something in my flags, give me seven points or so. That's Adam Humphreys for you. I actually, I actually have him in quite a few leagues for that reason. I think I might have him in SFBX, for, to be honest with you. But um, Corey Davis, love it. I said I just traded for him. I, I'm a believer. It's just <laughs> – I've been a believer, honestly. It's just been a rough four years going into his fourth year now. Uh, but he looked so good. Uh, he looked so good on Sunday um, – excuse me, Monday uh, when they played the Broncos. But it – I still am weary because you got to see him put together more than one game. But I love Corey Davis, especially if A.J. Brown is out. Give me that. Um, I think the over-under is pretty good for this game. I think it sits around 44. Uh, I, that line for Tennessee is pretty crazy, especially in a divisional matchup, eight points for Tennessee. Um, I actually don't like that. I think Jaguars cover that. I think it's a closer game. Um, and like you said, I just don't think there's a ton of points. Running offenses, Gardner Minshew's not going to take the top off the defenses too often. So volume passing for Gardner Minshew – just still keeps the clock running. It's basically a running game. Um, but we'll see We'll see what James Robinson has made up this week. I think this is going to be the real test as to whether or not he could be the real deal, uh, what he can do against his Tennessee defense, because his Tennessee, Tennessee defense is pretty good. Are you starting any of the pass catchers for Jacksonville other than DJ Shark? No. Are you, you are starting DJ Shark, DJ Shark though, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I just I wanted to clarify, but yeah. I, was like, are you, I was like, I'm not starting anybody else because – like, I love Visca. I own a lot of shares of him in Dynasty. Um, Keelan Cole is an exciting, like, athlete, but he never strings together more than one game. Like, I think last year in week one, he had, like, 30 points or something stupid because he had, like, three touchdowns on big plays. Um, so Keelan Cole is an interesting, like, bench ad. But I think, yeah, Shark's the only guy you're starting. I think on the entire offense, like, are you starting anyone else on this offense? No, I'm not even playing Gardner and Superflex. Yeah, like, the only way you're starting Gardner and Superflex is if you have just, like, he's your second quarterback. Like, you yeah. have no other option. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next game. Also, yeah, Jacksonville to cover. Uh, I, I like the under in this game just because I don't really think that Jaguars are able to put up a ton of points. I think last week was a little bit of a fluke. Uh, I think Tennessee just gets in front and just Derrick Henry finishes with a ton of carries. Next up, we have the game that I know that we're all looking forward to. We have Lions-Packers. Uh 49.5 point over under Green Bay is favored by six. Starting Give me there, <laughs> I like the over and I like Green Bay to cover. Green Bay's game was not as close as it appeared last week. Uh, and But I am taking the over because I think that the defense kind of rests on their laurels, gives up some points, but I think Green Bay runs it up. Uh, starting on the Green Bay side of the ball, you're starting Rodgers, you're starting Jones, you're starting Devontae Adams. I have confidence starting Alan Lazard this week. Um, and then that's kind of where it ends for Green Bay. Uh, I think it's deeper uh, like, in, like, 14-team leagues. I'm playing MVS in a couple places because... In uh, deeper leagues, yeah, but I was yeah. operating off, of like, the 12-team. But, like, in yeah. deeper leagues, MVS, I have some confidence in this week, especially uh, because uh, Robert Alford is out with an injury. So, Isn't Akuda so, out, like, too, or did I, did I make that up? Akuda was a full go today in practice. Okay. So 
okay. so yeah, you made you made that up. That's what you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, like Devonte Adams, I don't care that Jeffrey Kuda is healthy. I I don't care. You're firing up Devonte Adams, and he is going to cook this secondary all afternoon long. And they played eighty. What, what was the stat today? Like was it eighty two percent man coverage in week one? The Lions, yeah, it, that, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, so 82% in week one. Desmond Trufant has not participated in either two days of practice. Uh, Jeffrey Kudo was a full participant the last two days, so he'll be suiting up. Uh, if he's shadowing Devontae, it's going to be a rough, rough awakening awakening for that rookie. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Kenny G, did not practice yesterday or, thir- or today. Uh, uh, well, Wednesday or Thursday. Obviously, you guys are hearing this on Friday. Um I don't like that. Uh, he's trending towards doubtful right now, uh, which you hate to see it. If that does happen, though, Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola become interesting options. Marvin uh, Jones is a Packer killer. I'm playing Marvin Jones this week. I have Marvin Jones in a lineup possibly against you, sir. So I, I do agree that Marvin <laughs> no, don't Jones play is a Packer killer. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely locking him in. Uh, Marvin Jones does seem to get the, have the Packers number a lot. So, yeah, he's starting. Um, on the Green Bay side, injury-wise, there is a lot of them. Guys that did not practice Thursday, Kenny Clark, Josiah DeGuara, who had an ankle injury added on to his shin injury from the day before. Randy Ramsey did not practice. EQ with a knee injury out. Uh, Lane Taylor, obviously we know he's been lost for the year. Uh, Billy Turner was a full participant, so that's good. You love to see that. Mercedes Lewis did not participate, but that was a veteran rest. So uh, I like that seeing that Billy Turner is going to be active, or it appears that he's going to be active because that makes – a lot less lineup shift going on because we saw they were down to five offensive linemen last week. That was not a good thing. Okay, so let's talk about the very real possibility of Kenny Clark not playing this week. And I think, I think the the really the reason is I think we don't see Kenny Clark this week is if you're gonna rest him, this is one of the weeks to do it. Uh, I think if that's the case, AP becomes a very startable play at running back with DeAndre Swift as being a very close second. Um, I, I, don't, I actually really like Swift because I don't know if the Packers have an answer for him on defense. And so looking at the fantasy p- prospects of him, I think he's a flexible option. I think uh, AP is a borderline RB2 this week, especially if Kenny Clark doesn't play. Uh, I think that there's some options on the offense for Lions. I think I actually have AP as an RB2 or pretty damn remember. close to it. Um, like I have him, I have him pretty close to an RB two. Swift, I'm a little lower on, uh, just because I don't think that he gets the volume necessary. I think that AP does. Like AP had led the like led the team in carries. He was on the team for like three days and then still managed to lead them in carries. So uh, I have some confidence in AP as a low end RB two, high end flex option this week, just because I think he'll get enough volume to do so, especially with Kenny Clark possibly probably out because he hasn't practiced yet this week which you really don't like to see. But I agree with you, Tyler, in the aspect that if Kenny Clark's going to have to rest a week and you're going to get him back in week three, this is a pretty good game to rest him against uh, because this Detroit team just looked like they gave up 17 points to Mitch the Trub God Trubisky in week one at home, no less. Like that wasn't even a road game. That was a home game that they did that. I understand that there's not really fans in the stands, but whatever. It's so, just it's not a good like AP is twenty seventh for me this week. For like, that's me, where I have AP. He was thirty five, I think. For me. Okay, so I like him a lot more than you do. This and week. I had Swift at thirty two. I didn't realize he actually came in ahead of him. Uh, consensus rank for us uh, at Game on Wisconsin was thirty two for AP and thirty five for Swift. 
Yeah, so. I kind of anchored that Swift when I have him at 50. I was not not about it this week. Well, so and if you haven't had a chance to check out the new rankings over at Game on Wisconsin, please do because it got a glow up this past week, and I'm super excited. Uh, it's really it's a really awesome uh, format that you can what's the word interact I think is the word I'm looking for here and you can do a lot of filters you can filter uh, search by my name you can search by Gage's name Jimmy's name and we have a consensus rank up there as well so please go check that out because it really did uh, take a step forward this week but yeah AP uh, and Swift are pretty much equivalent for us I think AP has the better chance of getting a touchdown so that's probably why I'd give the edge to AP there that's fair all right, so let's move on because we've talked about Packers-Lions for way too long, which is not necessarily a problem, but we are supposed to cover all 16 matchups. Uh, so next game is Bills-Dolphins. Give me the Bills defense in this game, 100%. I think we get a Tua appearance if uh, we get another repeat Ryan Fitzpatrick appearance. Um, so we get a Tua appearance this week. I just don't like a lot of pieces on the Dolphins offense at all. That backfield's a freaking mess. Uh, is Miles Gaskin the RB1? I don't think so. Is Jordan Howard the RB1? Probably not. Or is Matt Breida? Uh, the Preston Williams, Devontae Parker. You could probably play Parker this week, but I don't love it because he's going to draw Trey White. And if Trey White's not on him, he's going to be on Preston Williams. It's just a mess uh, on on offense for the Dolphins. On the Bills side, give me all the pieces. Give me Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, uh, even Dawson Knox in, in, in some formats. I, I mean, I'm being forced to play Dawson Knox because of the George Kittle potential injury. And so there's a couple places where I'm going to have to play Dawson Knox, and I'm going to be perfectly okay with it. Uh, so on the other side, give me Devin Singletary. I still think he's the RB1 here. Zach Moss did not look particularly the best. He had a couple He had a couple carries, so it's kind of hard to say. But I, I like John Brown this week, too. I, I, like, I like all these pieces of this Bills offense, and give me – Give me more all-pro level Josh Allen. John Brown actually led the team in targets last week. He had 10 compared to Stephon Diggs' 9. He caught 6 for 70 for a touchdown. Stephon Diggs caught 8 for 86, 9 uh, uh, on 9 targets. Uh, Cole Beasley had 7 targets, only caught 4, which is kind of surprising because it seems like he generally catches everything for 3 yards. Uh, yeah, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss both had nine carries, but Zach Moss averaged 1.2 yards per carry, while Devin Singletary averaged 3.3. Uh, Singletary also had five catches for 23 yards. Zach Moss had three catches for 16 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown is what anchored his day. If he doesn't exactly. have the touchdown, he doesn't look as good as he did. I saw some people touting him as, he's better than Singletary. He's no. going to be starting by week six. And I'm like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> no. Singletary looked better. Singletary has looked better. His only issue has been like maintaining control of the ball. If he can do that, he'll be fine. Also, I mean, you could like, you could probably like petition your league owner or your league commissioner to allow you to run, register Josh Allen as a running back because <laughs> he did have 14 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. Yep. You're starting Josh Allen. You're starting Stefan Diggs. You're starting John Brown, uh, deeper leagues. I like Cole Beasley. I'm starting Singletary as a art low end RB two high end flex option, kind of similar in the AP range. I think I have him slightly above AP. Maybe I do. Yeah. If I don't have him slightly above, I have him slightly above. They're really close. Here. This is I super have, easy for me to do now. So let's see I have Singletary have 29th. I have AP 27th. So they're really close in ranks this week. I have Singletary uh, at 20. So pretty high for Wow, me. you you are on him this week. I think yeah. he gets in the end zone with and with, with the work he's likely to get as a receiver and the de facto carries. If he, if he puts himself in the end zone once, he's, he's an RB2 on the week. So For Miami, what do you think about Mike Gesicki for the week? God. I don't like it. No, I don't either. Uh, Especially because Buffalo's corners or safeties are real good. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, one of the best duos 
in the NFL. They don't get talked about enough. Well, they should say something. Really... He didn't even make it into our consensus top 32. What? So Okay, you guys are sleeping on Mike Kosicki. I think I had so, him at like 33 or 34. Just because I just said, don't like I don't like his role in the offense and I I don't know I don't know what's up with Gasicki until until we get consistent performances I can't I just can't can't do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also Devontae Parker shadowed by Trey White sucks. I don't like that. I'm not starting Preston Williams. I'm starting Devontae Parker if I have to, but if I don't have to, I'm not going to. I think that the I think that so the total for this game is set at 41 and Buffalo is favored by five and a half. I think the over hits and I think Buffalo covers with ease. I think the Buffalo is going to steamroll this Dolphins team. This Dolphins team is young. They're the upstart. They're, they were a popular story. They're just going to get blown out. Like Josh Allen averages 30 points, like fantasy points per game against Miami per his career. So you're starting your bills. You're benching basically all of your Dolphins. Moving on to the next game. We got Colts hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Total is 48.5. Indies favored by three. So basically, for those of you that aren't huge betting people, on a neutral site, that means that they think these two teams are absolutely even. Um, I don't think they're even. I think that the Colts are better. I think they're a better coach. Like Mike Zimmer is a good coach, but I think Frank Reich is a great coach. Uh, I think that Philip, I think that Frank Reich had a really good game plan last week, and just Philip Rivers just kind of let him down with his two picks. Uh, I like Paris Campbell a lot in PPR this week. Um, Ty Hilton a little more in P- half PPR than uh, than in standard PPR, just because he didn't get targeted a ton last week. Jack Doyle uh, is a safe tight end option. Like if you need six to seven points with touchdown upside, Jack Doyle is a safe a safe guy. Uh, you're starting Jonathan Taylor. You're starting Naeem Hines, especially in PPR formats. I think JT's going to have a big week. Uh, I think I have him as I have him as a RB2 this week uh, just because I think Hines is still going to have some workload. Uh, on the Minnesota side of things, uh, you're starting Adam Thielen. You're starting Dalvin Cook. And I think that's where the conversation ends for them. OBJ, touchdown. There we go. Hey, let's go. Run okay, it up. Okay, so we're good. We go. <laughs> we. We talked about this and OBJ, OBJ coming back to life and exactly what he did. So you should probably Spoke just follow it into existence. You love to see it. <laughs> um, I love all the Colts in this game. Give me Phillip Rivers. Give me Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, PPR. Paris Campbell I'm starting in a lot of places because it's finally Paris Campbell season and it took long enough for it to come to, come to fruition. Um, T.Y. Hilton is actually the guy I just traded away for Corey Davis. I don't love T.Y. Hilton uh, long term. Uh, this game, though, feel free to play him uh, and be confident comfortable and confident that you'll get production from them. We saw what this Vikings secondary was uh, last week when Aaron Rodgers just tore them to shreds. And that's an understatement. I think Phil Rivers has an equivalent week. I think he's a QB one on the week top. I would be surprised he was top five by the end of the week, just because the offense matches up so well with what the Vikings don't have. And so um, give me all the Colts. And then I actually think though, and this is a really weird, I don't know. Probably, I guess you can call it a gut feeling. I think Minnesota wins this game because I think they just scrapped together some some crap on offense. And honestly, Delvin Cook is still going to be Delvin Cook regardless of how good the Colts defensive line is versus the Vikings offensive line. Delvin Cook is still going to be productive. Kirk Cousins was still able to do some things. He still has some really bad moments. That but, was all garbage time. That was all garbage time. If that game was close, it if still that happened. game was close, he wouldn't have done anything. It and if this game happened. doesn't get to garbage time, he doesn't do anything. But I actually think the Vikings win this game. I, I, I like them to cover the. I like them to cover, 
and uh, I do take I'm, the over. I mean, if you, I mean, if you think they're going to win, then yeah, you're going to take Obviously, the, you're going to yeah. take them to cover. But <laughs> I mean, I personally think the Colts cover. I think the Colts are a better team. I think that they're off their defensive oh. line can get after uh, Minnesota, and I think that Kirk Cousins has a rough day. The thing that I'm worried about, actually, the in- matchup I'm interested to watch is Kenny Moore and Adam Thielen. Kenny Moore is one of the best slot corners in the NFL. He's not the biggest guy around, but the dude just makes plays on the ball. Uh, and I think that he can hang with Adam Thielen. It'll be interesting to see the second and third corners against uh, like Justin Jefferson and BC Johnson. Uh, Malik Hooker is always fun to watch. I think he can really make uh, Kirk Cousins pay when he throws up those lobs to Adam Thielen because Adam Thielen is the biggest guy around. And Malik Hooker, his only issues has been on, been staying on the field. When he's on the field, that dude is one of the best center field safeties in football. Uh, so I think the Colts win. I think the Colts cover. I take the over in the game. So I think we are – I mean, the only difference we have is I think Colts cover and win, and you think the Vikings win. So moving on, Cardinals hosting the Washington football team. 46.5 point over under. Arizona favored by seven points after knocking off San Francisco in week one. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about this game? Tyler Murray, stardom, confident. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, I think that's what we, that's one we need to talk about. DeAndre Hopkins are good. Should be one of the top receivers on the week. I don't know who's going to cover him on that side of the ball in Washington. Um, um, Kendall Fuller. He's a safety now, you know that? So, <laughs> uh, so now we're looking at what wide receiver two, so Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't like either one. Neither one have really been consistent product, uh, consistent productivity um, from the wide receiver position. I guess you're starting Christian Kirk because I just don't like the Washington secondary. Uh, but the Washington pass rush is good. So if, if they didn't have Kyler Murray, this would be a much harder debate. But Kyler Murray is going to create, and I just don't know if they have if the Washington football team is going to have a. It feels so weird to say if they're going to have an answer for for Kyler Murray. So I like I like a lot of the Cardinals pieces. What are you doing with Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds? I'm uh, starting Kenyon Drake. I don't think Chase Edmonds needs to even be in the conversation. He wasn't in the conversation oh, last week. Yeah, he put up 11 points. Didn't he? What he do? What he do to get one fluke touchdown? He had, yeah, he fell into the end zone. He had three <laughs> catches for 19 yards and a touchdown, but he had six carries for 26 yards. You're starting Kenyon Drake. I think Edmonds is startable in deeper formats. Yeah, in, flex, real deep. in the flex. In the flex. Real, real deep. Real deep. I I'm not starting him. I have him ranked extremely low this week. Like, I you're starting him in super deep leagues, and other than that, you're not messing with him. I just I think the Cardinals made it clear last week that Kenny Drake's their guy. He had 18 touches compared to nine for Edmonds, so he outtouched him by two like two to one. Uh, you're starting Kyler Murray. Uh, I think I have him as a top 10 option this week. Top five. You're starting Kenny. I don't think I have him quite that high. I have him as a top, I think I have him like six or seven, just because there's some guys that I had really high up there this week. Uh, you're starting Duke, uh, and you're going to love what you get. Um, I feel more confident in Christian Kirk than Larry Fitzgerald, uh, just because Christian Kirk gives me higher upside. Larry's a safer option, though. Caught four of his five targets last week. Uh, so if you need a big play, I like Christian Kirk. If you need a safer option, Larry. On the other side, um, I think you're starting Terry. That's it. And then, that, yeah, you're done. Well, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is not a bad option, though. Okay. Did you? Okay. So, did you see the stats on Logan Thomas last week? Great. It's one week. He had. He had. He led the team in targets. He had eight. He caught four of thirty. He caught four for thirty-seven. The touchdown. Tight end is such a crapshoot position. 
You might not have a better option. You might have picked him up on the waiver wire this week. I didn't just because everyone else picked him up. I didn't get the chance. Um, so, but yeah, you're starting Terry. Uh, and then after that, like maybe Logan Thomas. And other than that, I'm not touching this offense. Like Peyton Barber got two touchdowns last week. Don't, don't chase it. The guy for his career averages like three yards per touch. Don't go chasing touchdowns. Don't chase touchdowns, chase volume. That's what we do here. Moving on. Actually, wait, hold on. What's your, what's your pick on the total and the, and the line on this game? 46 and a half, Arizona by seven. I actually like Arizona to cover that. And... I'm taking the over because I think Arizona puts up enough points. The question is, does Washington? No, nah, I'm taking the under. I think Arizona okay. covers. Arizona covers on the under. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. I think Arizona covers, and I think the over hits because Cardinals defense isn't very good. I think Washington might be able to move the ball a little bit. Uh, next, we got Texans hosting the Ravens. Uh, unfortunate that Texans have to run into back-to-back buzz sauce to start the season. 50-point over-under, Baltimore favored by seven. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Baltimore to cover. Um, what, taking the over? Yes. No, I, I got confidence. For reference, Baltimore ran up 38 points last week on Cleveland, which I think is, in a, is a better defense than Houston. I think Houston's got J.J. Watt and uh, – Whitney Merciless, and then some linebackers, but they don't have anybody in coverage that scares me. Um, you're starting Lamar. You're starting Hollywood Brown. You're starting Marcus. You're starting Mark Andrews, and then the running backs get interesting. You got Mark Ingram. You got J.K. Dobbins. Mark Ingram kind of got game scripted out last week. This team just wasn't running the ball a ton. He wasn't super effective with the touches he did get. J.K. Dobbins was providing something in the receiving game. What are you doing with these running backs? Because I'm not sure what to do with them right now. I'm not sure either, but I think we're going to see a situation of where Baltimore wants to preserve Mark Ingram. Why, why run him into the ground early in the season? There's no reason for it. And so I think at the first opportunity that Baltimore gets to get J.K. Dobbins into the game and get him more carries than Ingram, they're going to take it. And so it's going to really be a crapshoot all year, I believe, with these two. Um, so it's going to become dependent upon what is the game script. If you think there's going to be a lot of points in this game, then sure, throw J.K. Dobbins out there. Feel comfortable putting him in your flex. But I'm not starting him as an RB2. I'm not starting him as an RB1, obviously. So flex only for me for for Dobbins. However, let's say they decide they do want to run marking him to the ground, then they could get up early in this game. And I think the defense for Baltimore is much better than the Houston offense. And we get a run-the-clock-out type scenario where you could get a bunch of carries for marking room. Okay. I was curious. I, I like Mark Ingram this week more than J.K. Dobbins, so I just wanted to see where you stood on that on that topic. I don't even think I gave a definitive answer, to be honest with you, and that's exactly how I feel. I don't you know. Started, you said start Mark Ingram. That's what he said, folks. Lock it in. Start <laughs> Mark Ingram. That's um, what he said. But I'm also not as high on the Texans offense as you are. Deshaun Watson's actually one of my sits of the week. Um, I, I just think that they match up so incredibly well, the Baltimore defense. They've got Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. Uh, to take out Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Uh, Randall Cobb is non-existent. Kenny Stills is barely a thing still. Um, and then they have David Johnson, who had a good week last week. Let's not, let's not take that away from him. He had a good week, but it was saved by a touchdown. So, like, I don't know. They, they just, the offense just looked really not good. Like, they, they looked like they lucked into some points, but all, overall yeah, it looked... Seven yards per carry. That's not bad. Yeah, it's easy when you're backing all the and coverage Duke off of Johnson, the time. And Duke Johnson's out. Overall. And David, jo- 
the and offense Duke Johnson stale. had three catches for 32 yards on four targets. Overall, they I look think, stale. They look stale. I think David Johnson's a safe target. Uh, I think he's a safe play this week. I don't think he's safe. I probably think, am going to play him, but that doesn't mean I feel good about it. Well, I mean, you don't feel good about playing anybody on the Houston side of the ball. I like no. Will Fuller. Just I because Will, I, I like him more in standard than I do in PPR, but he did have 10 targets last week. I think that Houston's going to have to throw to keep up. Like, I think you're, you're like, Deshaun Watson's the sit of the week, but you almost have to start him based on what you've likely spent to draft, yeah. like, draft capital you invested in him. If you got a better option as your backup, like, maybe you have Phillip Rivers. Do you start Phillip Rivers over Deshaun Watson? I'm thinking. Because I was like, Phillip Rivers is a viable guy you could have drafted to be the backup to Deshaun Watson. Right. At least that's what I would have done. Um, no, I'm not there, but it's not that far off for me. So Deshaun Watson, maybe a sit of the week. He's got a down matchup. I agree with that, but I like his rushing ability. Um, I think that they have to throw to stay in this game. This is the Baltimore buzzsaw. They are going to run a lot. I think that they're going to get. I think they're going to put up a ton of points. Like they only they only put up 38 last week. I know I say only, but they could have put up a lot more if they were if they wanted to. So, I'm so I think that you're starting uh, Deshaun this week just because you probably don't have a better option. If you do have a better option, great, start him. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson, you're starting just because I think he's going to get enough volume to at least give you RB two production this week. What's his floor for you? Uh, I think he's a high-end RB three is my is my floor. I think okay. that he's going to give you. I think he's going to give you twelve to fifteen. And as David Johnson was probably a really cheap buy, I think that you're. I think that you're comfortable doing that. So that's where I'm at with uh, David Johnson this week. And I'm starting. Will I'm starting Will Fuller. I know Tyler may not be. I'm starting Will Fuller because he showed me last week that he's going to get volume. He's going to be fantasy relevant as long as he's on the field. That's what we've always seen. As long as he's on the field, he makes plays. With Nuke gone. Those touches got to go somewhere, so I'm starting Will Fuller this week. All right. Moving on, we only have a few games left on this slate. We got Chargers ho- hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Total 47.5. KC favored by 8.5 points. Holy crap, that's a big line. My RB1 for the week is in this game. You have Clyde Edwards Hilaire as your RB1? <laughs> no. No you, have, no, you have Austin Eckler as your RB1. Yes, I do. <laughs> Even though he only saw one target last week. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. I, I think that last week was a fluke. I'm not ready to buy into it yet. I just, I think that the Chargers are trying to figure things out on offense. I, I just don't know if they have, if they feel like they have the same identity that they used to with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, yeah, they definitely don't have the same identity that they used to. Tyrod Taylor is definitely not Philip Rivers. That is for sure. Well, you know what I mean. They're just still trying to figure themselves out and. Josh Kelly is not going to get the receiving work yet. I don't believe Justin Jackson. I, is he? I don't even think Jackson, Jackson's. I think he's out. He's dealing with yeah. Injury. So the, there's not many people. There's not many players behind Eckler in terms of what Eckler can do that are going to take away from what he can do. And if this game and in, indeed does become a shootout, I'm taking the over. Um, even though the even though the Chargers struggled last week, I'm taking the over. Uh, I don't necessarily like Kansas City to cover eight and a half. Um, eight and a half is a big line. It's a big line in a divisional matchup. I'm taking the over, but I don't like Kansas City to cover eight and a half. So I think it turns into a shootout. Tyrod Taylor kind of starts to reignite some of the things that we used to see in him when he played at Buffalo uh, or even <laughs> go all the way back to Baltimore. Um, but the point is, is these 
these offenses are going to have a lot of pieces this week, and I think Eckler is going to end up being the RB1. I actually had Derrick Henry as my RB1 this week. Uh, I didn't mention it earlier. I just think Derrick Henry is going to run all over Jacksonville. I think he's going to get so much volume and fall into the end zone once, twice, maybe three times if we're lucky. So uh, I do have Eckler as a good RB option this week. Uh, Josh Kelly vultured his touchdown last week. Uh, Kelly averaged five yards per carry. Um, so, But at the, the th- key thing about Eckler, last year he wasn't always getting the rushing work. This year – 19 carries, 84 yards, four and a half, 4.4 yards per carry. He got one ball for three yards. You would have liked to have seen him get more or more receiving work because that was what anchored him last year. But with Melvin Gordon gone, that receiving work isn't quite as important. I'm starting Eckler this week with confidence. I'm starting Hunter Henry with confidence. I'm starting Keenan Allen. Uh, Mike Williams I'm starting because I think Tyron, – Tyron loves Mike Williams. Yeah, he did. He, had, he gave nine targets last week. That was most of yeah. the team. Um, so I'm starting all three of those guys, and after that, or I'm, I'm starting the four main guys on LA, and then after that, I'm leaving Tyrod Taylor and everyone else. On to the KC side. You're starting Mahomes. You're starting Clyde edwards helaire or Elair, as they enunciated in the Thursday game last week. You're starting Tyreek Hill. Are you starting Sammy Watkins? No. What? Don't ever ask me the question again. The answer is always going to be no. He was the wide receiver one for them last week. I don't though. care. That's no. He he was wide receiver ten on the week. He had twenty one and a half I points. I don't care. The answer is <laughs> always no. Fine. Okay. You're not starting Sammy Watkins unless you're in a really deep league and you have to. I'd rather start Demarcus Robinson. I mean, Demarcus Robinson was one catch away from having a fifteen point week, so that right. that's fair. Um, but yeah, so you're starting you're starting the main guys on Kansas City. The thing about Kansas City, and I talked about this earlier this week when I was writing something, was this offense is a gold mine, but at the same time, it's only a gold mine for like four people. It's a gold mine for Tyreek. It's a gold mine for Kelsey, the running back, which Hilaire, Kareem Hunt when he was whoever here, is, whoever, yeah. and then Mahomes. It's a gold mine for those guys, and then after that, you're just hoping that your guy gets the deep shot. Yeah. Sammy Watkins got a lot of volume last week. Demarcus Robinson gets deep shots. That's great, but you can't count on those guys. I count on the top guys on this team, and then I'm going to leave everyone else alone. Kind of like uh, like Green Bay. Like in Green Bay, you can, you can count on Rodgers. You can count on Aaron Jones. You can count on Devontae Adams. And then that's about it. Yeah, but how many like, offenses are putting out more than, let's say, four pieces that are, that are going to be fantasy relevant every week? How many offenses are actually doing that? Dallas? Atlanta? Atlanta, you're going to have... Ryan, Jones, Ridley, Gurley. After that, it's debatable with Hurst and Gage. Okay, but what I'm, so what I'm saying is, like, they might have a, like, they have a fifth guy. Like, last week, Russell Gage popped. Like, and then let's go, like, Seattle's got Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, Carson. So four, again. So four is pretty standard, but it's just, like, this Kansas City offense is great from the standpoint that there's a lot of points to go around, but you don't always know who they're going to go to, which is why I don't have a ton of confidence in anybody outside of the big four on this roster. Uh, I also am taking KC's, or I'm taking the Chargers to cover, but I am taking the over in the game. I think that uh, KC is just about just able to run it up. Moving on to our Sunday night game, we have the Seattle Seahawks at home hosting the New England Patriots. Over-under is set at 45, Seattle favored by four. I'm going to start this off. Seattle's covering four. Seattle's a better team than New England. New England but it's only Bill put up, I don't care. I do not care. New England only put up 19 against Miami last week, despite Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing like 17 interceptions. But it's I, Bill Belichick. I, I don't care. 
Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams are gonna and KJ Wright are gonna go and find Cam Newton and just knock him down every okay. single play. I, while I agree, I think I'm taking Seattle on the line as well. But I'm not sitting here and saying with the utmost confidence that the Patriots don't find some way to win this football game. I, I, I'm saying that. I, I don't think New England is that good. Yeah, like, like they're last, not. Last, but last, it's the Bill exactly. Belichick effect. It doesn't matter if you think they're good or not. Bill Belichick's going to find a way to win games. Bill Belichick effect doesn't exist. Tom Brady was Tom Brady was the reason they were uh, successful. God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. But so for Seattle, you're starting Russ. Uh, Russ has got a tough matchup this week, but you're still starting. And this dude put on an MVP caliber performance last week. It was nearly perfect. Um, and he's been a near MVP candidate every year. He just doesn't get the respect he deserves for whatever reason. Like Seattle's basically a lock to win 10 games. Like they've been a 500 or better team every year of his career. Just let that sink in. When's the like Green Bay had two losing seasons. Obviously Rodgers was injured for one, and then they had just the off year. Think about just, like, if you're not a Packer fan listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you for being here. Second, when's the last time your team had just a run of 10 years of just non-losing seasons? Like, I got to witness that. I live in Indiana. I got to witness that with the Colts under Manning. They just never they never lost. They were always great. You don't see that, and, and Wilson's been doing it since he came into the league. You're starting Russ. Uh, I'm starting Chris Carson because I think that they get him more involved this week. Uh, Pete Carroll said that they wanted to get him more involved, so I love that. Uh, he showed off some receiving work. Uh, you're starting Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson is a match made in heaven. I love watching those two play ball. Uh, and then you're starting DK Metcalf. Greg Early Olson. Time. I'm not starting Greg Olson. If you have this week. to, I think Greg Olson's a fine play. Eh. But here's hey, my thing with you Greg Olson. Last like, week, he probably got you 10 points in your play, in your tight end spot, which is not happening a lot. So probably, but so you factor in like yeah, Patrick Chung's gone, but they added in um, which one did they? Which guy did they draft? Which freak safety? Oh, Duggar, because I knew I was like, there's Kyle Duggar, and then there's the, who's the other one? McCordy's the other safety, I think. No, 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 no. I'm talking about it from the draft. Who was the, There was two freak safeties in the draft. Oh, there was Kyle uh, Duggar, Chin. and then Jeremy Chin. I, I couldn't remember which one they drafted. So Carolina. Kyle Duggar basically plays the 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 Patrick Chung role. I think that he's able to match up really well with Greg Olson. Greg Olson's like a like a low-end tight end two for me this week. I just don't have a ton of faith. He was anchored by a touchdown last week, so that's where I'm at with him. On the other side, Cam Newton's a top-ten play for me this week. Um, I'm starting James White. Sony Michelle, I'm starting in deeper leagues as a like low, as like a mid-RB3 type. Um, you're hoping he gets into the end zone. Um, starting Julian Edelman, and then I don't really want to mess with any of the receivers or the tight ends. I think Inkiel Harry's okay in the flex this week. Because if what you're saying is true, if you're saying that the Seattle offense is not going to be hindered by this Bill Belichick-led Patriots defense, then Seattle's going to be putting up points, and the Patriots will have to do the same. I don't think they can run the ball as much as they want to, like they did last week. You know, Cam Newton's rushing work will probably go down this week, but I do think, I do think we see an increase in passing volume. I like Ankeel Harry. Uh, Cam Newton has nothing but positive things to say about him. It, I, I, I think this could be a good week for him. He's interesting, but I just I don't really like the matchup for him. Uh, I I just don't really like what I've seen from Harry. He's like he's not really explosive. He doesn't generate a ton of separation. Um, I think Cam prefers Julian Edelman. Gave him seven targets to six for Harry last week. Like Harry caught five for thirty nine versus Julian Edelman caught five for fifty seven. Same amount of catches. Really though, but, you gotta remember this is. I mean, Harry started to play towards the end of last year, but he didn't get a lot of because he was injured all year last year. 
So he's still I, really in that rookie swing in terms of NFL games. And then you take away the entire preseason. I, I just think this could be a game where we really see what Harry's made of. Um, because I don't like Seattle's corners as a whole. So I think that there's, a, there's, there's an exploit there for Harry. And I think that this could, be, this could be a week where you play him in your flex. That's fair. Uh, I just I like I think that the capital you had to invest to get Harry, you can probably you probably have better options. If you don't, he's not the worst option in the world. But uh, I'm not in love with the mat. I'm not I'm not in love with starting him just because I I want to see it first. Like you said, he's still in the rookie swing, uh, so I just kind of want to see it from him. Moving on to our final match of the week, we got Raiders hosting the Saints. First game in Vegas. Over under set at 49 and a half. New Orleans favored by five and a half. I'm taking New Orleans to cover that. And I'm taking the under on this line. I think the Saints offense last week struggled a lot. Michael Thomas is out uh, for this week at least. Hopefully not too much longer after that. Um, you're starting Alvin Kamara. You're starting Jared Cook. Jared Cook revenge game. Um, you are starting Manny Sanders. And then are you starting... Traquan Smith or Drew Brees? If I have to in the flex, I'm playing Traquan. I'm not really playing Drew Brees this week, though. All right. That's fair. Drew Brees, I think. Actually, wait. What did I have Drew Brees? I feel like I had him high. Uh, I think he was in my top 12. I had him 10th. I had him 10th this week. I had him 8th. But I don't okay, love so it. I just think that the – the so what I saw last week on from the Raiders was a defense that can be exploited. Like, Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater kind of ran it up on them. Mm-hmm. They, like, so Breeze can move the ball around, and I just think Manny Sanders, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot. I think Alvin yeah, Kamara sees, I need to bump him up in my rankings, to be honest with you, because... I think Kamara sees eight. I have him as RB3 for the week, so I can't really bump him up too much more. Uh, he is currently my five, so... Yeah, so I have him as RB3 for the week, so I can't really bump him up too much more. I still like Aaron Jones and Derek It's Kennedy negligible more. anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, start him. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting him. You're starting Jared Cook. Uh, I think you kind of have to start. You might have to start Drew Brees. Just kind of depends on what what your other options are. Um, like maybe you drafted Cam Newton as your second, like your compliment to Drew Brees. You might start Cam Newton this week. He gives you some rushing ability, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I'm starting Manny Sanders. Traquan Smith as a flex option in like I'd say 14 team leagues is probably where I'm comfortable starting him. Maybe 12 team. Yeah, I think you must be hurting if you're playing him at 12 team. Well, let's say you have Cortland Sutton and Kenny G as your two starting wide receivers, and Cortland Sutton ends up yeah, not you're playing. You're hurting. <laughs> you're hurting. Exactly. So, so I, I think that's our so only time of playing. Do. Okay. Then moving over to the other side for the Raiders. Jacobs. Even though I don't love Jacobs this week, I'm still playing him as an RB1. Still starting him? Yes. Still starting him. Uh, you're starting Darren Waller, and then I think that is where it ends for uh, Vegas right now. Like, I like Brian yeah. Edwards. I like Henry Ruggs, but Brian Edwards, I think, only saw, what, one target last week? Maybe two? He he had a lot of snaps, um, but he didn't get a lot of targets. So and then, But Henry Ruggs got some looks, man. And not, he had I'm a so big play. It. He had five targets, caught three of them for 55 yards. That's four more targets than your boy Brian Edwards. Um. And then I think that's it. Uh, like Hunter Renfro, you're not starting. Henry Ruggs, I think, is more of a deep league option. I have him higher than Brian Edwards this week just because of the big playability that he showed last week and has consistently showed since he was in college. But Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller are the only two guys I'm comfortable starting from Vegas. This game has, like, an offense that is expected to have a lot of fantasy value. I'm only starting, like, two guys, maybe th- two or three guys out of it. Yeah. And then for Vegas, I'm starting two. And then I'm starting Derek Carr in Superflex leagues. But that's... 
That's I don't it. get a lot, I don't get the warm and fuzzy feeling I get or that I want from a lot of these guys. When I'm looking to put I, them in my starting lineup, I like every time I look at a Raider, every time I look at a Saint, I'm, it, it, it just gives me pause. I think Kamara is the only guy I'm throwing in without hesitation right now. Everybody else, there's at least something where it's like, okay, well, maybe I should think about this for a second. But yeah, but I think I mean Darren Waller. I think you can have some comfortableness with. Yeah, I just. I think you can be comfortable with Darren Waller because he is the receiving guy to own in this offense. Yes. Okay, fine. So we'll go 1A. 1 and 1A is Kamara and Waller. After that, it's a lot of pieces where I'm like, I don't know. So Thank you. Thank you. All right. So in conclusion, uh, you're start, like this, game, this slate of games is interesting. Especially, I think it's more interesting than last week. I think that there's a lot of games that I'm intrigued to watch, especially now that we've got some football. I know who I want to look at. Um, I want to see the Saints again. I think Drew Brees is better than he showed last week. That Seahawks-Patriots game is going to be interesting. I know I'll be up watching it. I have to be up early on Monday. I'll still be up watching it. Um, I think what's your what's your game to watch in each time slot? Like uh, besides right. the Green Bay game. Besides the Green Bay game, what's your game to watch? Okay, so on the early slate, my game to watch probably Cowboys Falcons. So okay. that, that was kind of easy. Uh, and then on the late slate, it's got to be Texans Ravens because the game could be super exciting, but at the same time, Ravens could just blow them out. I. It's, it's, it really could go one of the two ways. I don't think it's anywhere in between. I think, I think Houston gets either completely dominated or they're actually able, are able to keep pace and uh, that over hits easily. And um, there's a lot of points on both sides of the ball. For me, it's uh, in that early slate. I'm going Cowboys-Falcons also, but that Eagles-Rams game is interesting. Um, and then in the late slate, uh, I'm going to go with actually Chiefs-Chargers, um, strictly because it's a divisional game. Those games are always interesting. They're always just exciting to watch. Uh, Chiefs, I think, can look even better this week. I'm um, hoping to see more out of the Chargers. So, uh, Tyler, I'll let you go ahead and uh, let the folks know what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. If you've stayed this long, an hour and 20 minutes, we ran late today. Um, but that's because we had so much to talk about. It'll probably be about this length moving forward, to be honest with you. Um, I know it's only a second episode, so we're still, we're still trying to get our feet underneath us. But if you have anything that we can improve on, um, any comments for us, any feedback at all, uh, please jump over to my Twitter, at Tyler underscore Grez, the Game on Wisconsin Twitter, at Game on uh, Wisconsin, W-I, uh, or Gage's Twitter, at, at G Bridgeford NFL, and let us know uh, if you have any feedback at all. Uh, on that note, please rate, comment, and subscribe on your various listening platforms. Uh, and then the biggest thing for Game on Wisconsin is, if you didn't see it on Twitter, uh, but we're really excited about this because it's really going to be a lot of fun, but Swag Daddy himself, Jamal Williams, is going to have a show every single Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Every single Tuesday, Jamal Williams will be having his own show on Game on Wisconsin uh, where he talks uh, where he talks Packers football and has guests, I'm assuming, sporadically. So you're not going to want to miss that. It is Swag Daddy. His, his charisma is infectious. So please check that out. As always, go back, go.